church family, we're on day 26. You believe that? Day 26. I pray that these have been fruitful for you, helpful for you. I want you to know that I, I miss you. I would much rather tell these things to you in person and not to a camera. But I pray that this, is, this has been uh, helpful still. And, and if you look at your 31 days of prayer guide, we're going to be praying that God would continue to limit the spread. Uh, I think he's been answering that prayer. We're praying. For, I want to pray for that globally. We prayed it last time just for our country. I want to pray that on a global level here. And we're going to use Genesis 50, Genesis 50, verses 15 to 21 as our guide. Genesis 50, beginning in verse 15. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, it may be that Joseph will hate us and pay us back for all the evil that we did to him. So they sent a message to Joseph saying, your father gave this command before he died. Say to Joseph, please forgive the transgression of your brothers and their sin because they did evil to you. And now please forgive the transgression of your servants, of the God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, behold, we are your servants. And Joseph said to him, do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. To bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear, I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus, he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. I had the privilege of preaching this account of the life of Joseph, Genesis 37 all the way to Genesis 50 here at Kinney Avenue, and, and you can go find the, that sermon on our, our website. But I love this account because it highlights the absolute sovereignty of God, even over our troubles. Joseph endured a lot. Life was not a cakewalk for him. He was sold into slavery by his own brothers. He was taken from his family, his hometown, all that he ever knew at the age of 17. He was falsely accused of rape. He was then thrown into prison and had to wait for two years to be released. He spent 20 years of his life in exile in Egypt, away from his homeland. That's where he grew up. And now at the end of it all, he's standing before his brothers who were the cause. I put that in quotes on purpose. They were the cause of all his suffering to begin with because they were the ones who sold him into slavery because they were jealous of him. And notice what Joseph says here at the end of it all. He says, brothers, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. The very evil you committed against me, God meant it. He meant it. There's purpose in that. There's meaning in that. He meant it for good. That means there's meaning. There's purpose to your suffering. There's purpose to what you're going through when it even feels so meaningless. No doubt Joseph was tempted at many times to feel like, what is the point of all this? Why am I going through all this? Just read his account, what he had to endure. It felt totally arbitrary and purposeless. We come to find it wasn't. And so we need to cling by faith to these great words. God meant it for good. And Joseph tells us what this good is. He says, to bring it about that many should be kept alive. Now, what is he talking about? When Joseph was a slave in Egypt, 
God told him through a dream that a famine would come. And Joseph told this, this to Pharaoh. It was Pharaoh's dream, and Joseph interpreted that dream for Pharaoh. And so Pharaoh said, all right, Joseph, you're in charge of everything except for me. Joseph became the second-hand man to Pharaoh, which means he was the second most powerful person in the known world at that time. And so Pharaoh put Joseph in charge of storing up grain so that when the famine eventually hit, there would be enough food, not only for Egypt, but for also the surrounding nations. And we don't know why, we, we don't know how many lives were saved during this time because of the sovereign work of God in the life of Joseph. But we know a ton of people were saved when a ton of people should have died. And listen, every detail in Joseph's life played a pivotal part in bringing about that end. Just think about this. Again, I encourage you to read Genesis 37 to Genesis 50. Take any one of the events in Joseph's Joseph's life that were pivotal to his rise in Egypt millions of people would have perished. If he hadn't been shown favor by his dad, his brothers wouldn't have been jealous. If his brothers weren't jealous, they wouldn't have tried to kill him. If his brothers weren't so greedy, they would have killed him instead of selling him into slavery. If Joseph hadn't been sold into slavery to Egypt, not somewhere else, could have been somewhere else, but he was sold in slavery to Egypt, he would have never known Potiphar, who was in charge of the prison that Joseph eventually landed in. If Potiphar's wife hadn't falsely accused Joseph of rape, he wouldn't have gone to that specific prison. And if he hadn't gone to that prison at that exact time that he did, he would have never been able to interpret the dreams of the two men who were there with him in prison. And if he didn't interpret their dreams, he wouldn't have had a chance to interpret Pharaoh's dream because one of those guys told Pharaoh about this guy that he was in prison with who could interpret dreams. And if he didn't interpret Pharaoh's dream, then he would never have risen to power. And if he didn't rise to power, millions upon millions of people would have died from this famine. Every single piece of Joseph's suffering mattered. God was doing 10,000 things behind the scenes that Joseph could not see. That's why he eventually says to his brothers, you meant evil against me but God meant it for good. It is so important that we keep this perspective at all times, but especially at this time. So I want to pray that God would be bringing good out of all that is going on here. And let's pray specifically that he would limit the spread of this virus, that he would providentially work just like he did Back in that day, Genesis 37 through 50, that he'd work in the same way here and providentially limit the spread of this virus globally. Let's pray. Oh God, we trust that you are in charge of every detail. Nothing happens apart from your sovereign plan. We trust you. We we believe that this is true. Help our unbelief. Help us to be like Joseph, to know that even all the things that we're seeing right now, you're meaning for good though it doesn't feel like good sometimes. Remind us that you're working all things together for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose. So we pray, Lord, that you would limit the spread of this virus globally, providentially work, and show us the good that will come out of this. Would you do that for the glory of your name, the good of your people? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.